Trainer. Yo, yo, this is Justin, Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Hello, beautiful human. Oh my God. Does that mean your life? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have Dan here, and we welcome Tana Mojo. Hi, yeah. Hello. Hi, stop. Oh my God, my palms are sweating so much. I'm freaking out. You make me so nervous. What? You are like the interviewer of our generation. You give the best interview ever, and you are doing such charity work by having me today. You know what? I, I all I, of you are. That's I, not true. I thank you for your it kind is. words, but you got to know something. You coming and doing our show is a version of charity work. That's so f-ing hilarious. In the world of YouTube and in the world of culture uh-huh. at large right now, you Tana Mojo, whether that's your real last name or not, it's Paul now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, you are on another level. Is it weird to cope with, or do you feel like from 2015, 2016, you've kind of been preparing for this moment? Okay, first of all, you are Zach f***ing Sang, and I can't even believe you're saying those words to me right now. I'm literally seizing. I need to calm down. To the people at home, by the way, I'm really gross right now. I'm, like, super, like, sick and nasally and freaking out, and sorry. I think you're beautiful, and I um, love that hat. Oh, my God, I love you so fucking much. Stop. <laughs> Um, your question, I should answer it. This is an interview. Um, 2015, 2016. Yeah, it's, it's cool. The climb, I guess that I've had, I've had a second to kind of like prepare for things, which I feel very lucky. I couldn't even imagine being like someone like bad baby, like an overnight, like completely like zero to 100. I don't know how they like prepare for that. So it's cool that I kind of grew up like obsessed with YouTube and kind of like wanting to be a YouTuber and like growing with it i guess with the platform in a way was your first video actually the hairdresser video you venting or did you post stuff before that um i posted like like probably like three or four i wanted to daily vlog which is hilarious (laughs) because i suck at everything and the thought of me uploading every day on time is so funny um and then i i don't know i just did a rant and people liked me angry and angsty in 15. but you you (laughs) attempted these vlogs at one point yeah, yeah, just like a day in my life. Like I worked retail and I thought people cared about that, which is hilarious. I don't think you can find them anymore, though, because I like, I wanted that gone. What was it about that work that you were like, I-, I don't want people to see this? It wasn't that. It just like wasn't interesting. Like I just like was such a narcissistic little 15 year old that thought my like day to day mundane life was so interesting that I could like daily vlog, which is hilarious. And then I don't know, I ended up really finding a passion for like storytelling, story time. <sighs> I grew up in Vegas, a lot of crazy happened to me so that was like my thing well that's what i find so interesting is one your ability to tell stories two your ability to captivate through the camera because you're exact same (laughs) yeah but you stare right into that lens hannah and you really bring somebody in yeah like (laughs) what is a camera to you how do you see this thing dude that's a really interesting question you asked the best question um i don't know it it started as just like a way to vent like I, like, hated my life. Like, I had no friends. I wanted to, like, be that person that, like, someone who's, like, 15 and is, like, the weird kid could, like, resonate with. I wanted to be their friend. So a camera just became, like, second nature to me, I guess, you know? Did you want to be that, 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 the friend to the kid who didn't have friends because you were that kid? Yeah, absolutely. I was always the weird kid. And I feel like that was never, like, normal. It was never cool to be the weird kid back then. It wasn't until I found someone like Shane Dawson who was, like, oh, my God, like, it's okay to be the fucking weird kid. It's okay to make these jokes. It's okay to be fucked up in the head and have a fucked up life and whatever. And it's like, that was the first time I felt like I like could have a purpose, you know? If like the weird kids could like resonate with me and like all the shit I guess I've been through. I don't know. Wait, 
I, I love it because <laughs> somebody who needed friends turns to the internet for yeah. it, it's a mutual for friends. It's yes, yeah. It's, it's a mutually beneficial relationship here because absolutely. Do you how do you see somebody who watches your vlogs? How do you look at them? That's like what I feel like my fans they understand to an extent, but I'm like you are my best friends, like you are my family, like you know what I mean. I don't know. Growing up, like obviously my like home life sucked. I literally moved out when I was like 16 years old. You know, like I hated it so much. That's I just like so I had scary. friends in high school and I with them but i always felt like misunderstood i felt like people didn't understand me like i was just weird and up in the head you know did you feel like so you had like, to conform to anything in high school i feel like i did the exact opposite i was always like rebelling which sucked like i hated authority i think just because like you know my parents were <laughs> why do yeah. you say that because i watched your, your parents <coughs> reacting to your hefner video oh my god you've seen everything you're such an icon king of research i mean like i i they seem very normal they seem supportive yeah, they are more so now, I think, because they're, like, probably sorry for just being bad parents. I guess I look back now and, like, realize it's more so that they just, like, weren't fit to be parents. And it's something that I think as you get older, you, like, almost feel empathy for your parents because you're like, well, they're just people, too, you know? Like, that kind of thing, you know, I guess. But they just, they weren't it. <laughs> when do you realize that, that your parents are just humans just like you? I don't know. I was probably, like... 18, 19. It's more so as I had to like face the real world and like realize that we're all kind of products of our childhood and how fucked up they were, like lack thereof. You know what I mean? And like that that's just like what life is. And like if our parents were shitty, it's because their parents might have been shitty. Or if our parents were great, it's because their parents might have like we're all just kind of products of that. And we're all just humans, like trying to figure out how to exist, you know? In that moment, is that like one of the moments that you realize you're an adult? Because that's a very intense thing to realize like I your parents so. are just people like you i think so that's what's kind of weird about youtube for me because i feel like i became an adult like in the face of everyone else like you know what i mean like a lot of people have that chance to like become an adult not on camera not yeah. in front of the world but like i feel like remembering i like i remember remembering that moment like being like wow like i'm becoming an adult i'm realizing these things like all while like vlogging every day and like touring and like you know what i mean so like, it was just it, weird i guess that's why I've made a lot of mistakes and probably I'm so scandalous because I literally like grew up. You just lived online, yeah. Do you? Has there been any moment throughout this journey so far where you've regretted this decision to dedicate your life to your audience? No, because I think they saved my life. I don't think I'd be alive if it was for YouTube, one hundred percent. Really? Yeah, I think I absolutely hated my life. I had no purpose. There was nothing I wanted to live for. Like I just like. I remember literally being like 14, 15 years old, being like, why am I alive? Like, what is my purpose on this planet? I don't have one. Like, there's nothing I want to do. Everything that people like do for a living doesn't entice me. Like, I'm going to live my whole life being like a drone, like sitting at a desk, like miserable. Like, there's there's nothing. Like, I just felt so like, you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. What a downer no, interview. No, no, no. <laughs> By the way, I totally understand it. It's it's because it's it's like just becoming a, a cog in the wheel, right? It's yeah, like exactly. Doing what society dictates for you, doing what exactly. society feels like this is your path, which is working a desk job or going to high school, then going yeah. to college and doing all these things. That I just kind never, of yeah, wasn't I, for you. I never felt like it, like I was made for that, and it wasn't until like I started making YouTube videos and I realized like the <laughs> I've gone through or am going through. Like, I can use it to help people. I can use my pain. I can use my f***ing f***-ups or whatever to, like, you know, help other people. That was the moment that I realized, like, this is my purpose in life, which I think inadvertently, like, saved my life, you know? Yeah, because it's a mutually yeah. beneficial relationship. Yeah. How far into your career did you start feeling like, you know, this is it? Like, this is what I need to be doing? I knew, like, from the moment that I really, like, uploaded my first YouTube video. Like, I think that that, like, 
feeling of joy, first of all, that, like, rush, that excitement of taking that risk and, like, being yourself and, like, that type of thing. Like, I instantly kind of knew it was for me, if that makes sense. Even though um, the first one was boring. Yeah, but, but I still knew I liked it. I liked creating. I liked the idea of, like, okay, I'm going to make these funnier. I'm going to edit them. I'm going to say this. I'm going to talk about all of these things that I wouldn't tell anyone else because it's too fucking weird, you know? And then, like, I don't know. I guess meeting my fans would be a good answer, though. As I started to meet my fans and be like, wow, these fucking crazy people are just like me, you know, was like, damn, cool. You built a community of people like Tana. Yeah, which is scary, and I'm sorry to the rest of the world. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. What a ride it's been for you, though. Because we talk about the hairdresser video. That's the first one that you still have on your main channel that is accessible to everybody. But your most... You know, that is so crazy. Well, your most popular is the Hefner music video. Yeah. And, And by the way, fascinating <laughs> music video but even more fascinating watching your parents watch it yeah that was crazy that was a crazy era like the hefner era of my life was so weird what why is that is it because it was like your maybe your first song i think it was your first song right yeah yeah it was my first song right i, I don't I, th- I think I made some other songs. Jordan just not listening, me turning around for his advice, and he's just, like, f***ing, like, face-tuning. I, I was um, himself. Period. Um, but, yeah, the Hefner era was weird. I just kind of woke up one day and wanted to be a rapper. What? Oh. <laughs> so what, Then kind of failed. Like, I'm not really a rapper, but... What, fuel, what fuels that? And, and, by the way, what fuels music in general? Is it this want to actually make music, or is it knowing that it could get views? I mean... So this was like during the like Lil Pump like era, Lil Pump, Lil Xan, SoundCloud rappers blowing up. And I think it was kind of this overall millennial consensus moment where we all were like, wow, like we could all you this? can just say like, yeah, I came in like a boss. Yeah, I flex Rick Ross f-ing over and over again and make a platinum record. Like you can't not getting on Lil Pump. I f-ing love him. But <laughs> I'm saying like it, like it was a moment where I was like, damn, I want to try this, too. And then I made Hefner. And it got a lot of streams. It got a lot of views. It f***ing blew up. Dude, People, your most popular video to date. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Shout out Bella for sure. Um, but <laughs> um, I think that was like the moment that I realized like, okay, like if I can get streams, then I should make something more meaningful. Oh. Uh, you know what I mean? Like if I can get streams and I can get views, I should try to make things that I'm putting my heart into or like, you know, continuing telling the story. At the end of the day, like at heart, I'm a storyteller. So like. I love writing. That's, like, my thing, I guess. So, like, if I can do that through music and it's going to get streams, it it slowly turned into something I was passionate about. It started as, like, a publicity, like, fun, like, moment, you know? Zach Sang Show. Hey, beautiful human, real quick. If you're considering going back to school, you should ask yourself the following questions. Do you need the flexibility to take classes on your schedule? Do you have college credits that you need transferred? Do you want to earn a quality degree from a world-renowned university? If you answered yes to any of these questions, Arizona State University could be the perfect school for you. Arizona State University offers 200 highly ranked degree programs, 100% online. You're going to earn the same degree as you would on campus from wherever you are on your schedule. Plus, ASU Online accepts most transfer credits. If you want more information, text my name, Zach, to 35517. That is Zach to 35517. So you can learn for yourself why the Wall Street Journal ranks ASU fifth in the nation for producing the best qualified graduates and why 87% of ASU grads are recruited within, 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 within 90 days of graduation. That's a big number. 87% of the graduates, they get a job in 90 days. Learn to grow, learn to succeed. 
and learn to thrive at Arizona State University. To learn more about ASU online degrees, text Zach to 35517. That is Z-A-C-H to 35517. <sighs> Knowledge is power. Zach Sancho. What, what fuels this idea that if you want to do something, you can do it? Is it the fact that like on the internet, essentially that is true? Right, if you want to be a rapper, you have the means to kind of create a rap song and then put it out there into the world. Yeah, it's, I've always just been a very like spur of the moment, risk taking person, which can definitely backfire. Not saying it can't, but like, um, I don't know. Like, if you want something, go get it, or at least try. Yeah, I'd rather try and fail. I mean, depending on the situation. But how does what you want? How has it changed since the Hefner era? Um. I mean, I guess now I'm a little more passion-fueled, like, in the sense that, like, I probably wouldn't put out more music that, like, I didn't think had, like, a, a message or was written behind. Like, I want to turn, like, my pain or emotion into, like, art now more so than just, like, get streams and views in a fucking bunny hat, you know? <laughs> like, it's different, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. And now I feel like I'm a little less impulsive, too. I'd probably, like, overthink that decision a little more. But that's a good thing. Yeah, but what shapes this new let's take a second to think about it version of you. I feel like there's always a new version of me. I'm always like ever changing and ever growing. And I never want to be like, I'm the new Tana. Like I'm not going to like <laughs> up tomorrow, you know, like I don't know, just fucking up though. Like growth, you know, making mistakes. Like every mistake I've ever made has been in front of the whole world. So it's kind of like shape up or ship out. You have to grow, you know, but see I'm like blessing or a curse blessing. Cause I think that if I, if I never did YouTube, you know, and I lived a regular life, like, I would just be so much less wise of a person. I think I would have grown so much less because it's like, like, like I said, I moved out when I was 15 I've, or like 16. I dropped out when I was 15. My parents didn't really raise me. Jordan, 100%, without a doubt, hands down, raised me. Like, he literally saw me and I was like a dying bird on the side of the road. And he was like, damn, I need to save this b- life, you know, <laughs> and like raised me. And like in, in the three years of like 16 to 19, Jordan taught me, like, everything your parents should probably teach you your whole life. You know what I mean? Are your parents nervous that you're off with this guy making YouTube videos? Do they care? Do they not care? (sighs) I don't know. It's not even that they... Obviously, they're asking questions and they, like, care and, like, whatever. But, like, I don't know. Like, I was, like, 15 years old and they were telling me, like, get the f*** out. Like, you're worthless. Like, we hate you. Like, you know what I mean? So it was, like, I kind of was, like, okay, I'm going to get the f*** out. Like, it, it was to a point where it was, like... I didn't owe them that. I didn't care what they thought, you know? And it was like, I knew that he was far smarter than they ever could be and was going to better me in so many ways that, like, they never could, which obviously is a risk and, like, you know, but it's like... But when your parents are telling you... When your parents are saying, get out, you have no other option. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Do you still talk to your parents? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Do you regret that? I don't regret it because it's like, what do you do, you know? Like... I think they're really f***ed up in the head. So, again, like, getting older is just, like, feeling empathetic for these people, like, in in a weird f***ed up way. But obviously there's always that part of me that's like, damn, like, y'all sucked. Like, I don't don't even know how to explain it in any other way. But I wouldn't be, like, who I am. That's it. If it wasn't. If they didn't say get the f*** out. I wouldn't. You want to be here. I wouldn't have the life that I have, which I'm very grateful for in so many ways. And I probably would have never been the weird kid i probably would have never gravitated to someone like shane dawson who had a fucked up life too i probably never would have sat down in front of the camera and like you know no matter what like i still have a lot of growing to do but knowing i've like helped a lot of people and like Makes teens and it. young kids and like saved their lives and helped them be confident in who they are 
no matter what that is makes it like what I went through worth it I guess you know I don't know what would you say are some of the biggest mistakes you've made everything <laughs> oh my god I she rips out a whole she rips no, out a I scroll. take out a scroll Lil Nas at the fucking VMA it's just me with every mistake I've ever fucking made um, everything I'm really impulsive and I make really bad decisions sometimes I'm getting a lot better at it but yeah I made a lot of bad mistakes I don't even know what do you learn from this wedding sorry you didn't <laughs> make it um, no you it's okay that you stayed home I promise um what did I learn from this wedding that's a hard question. Um, I definitely learned that I'm still a little impulsive, obviously, even when I try not to. But you're still young. You're 21. Yeah, I, I learned that I'm the type of person that, like, really lives in the moment. And, like, I if I'm very happy in literally, like, one minute. Literally the other day, um, Jake and I were riding with Logan to um, his, like, KSI fight boxing thing, whatever. I'm just supporting my mans who's supporting his brother. But... Logan was like, how are you guys? And I was like, well, in this minute, like, we're fucking doing great. And it sucks because Jake is very much like me in that regard. So it's like, in that fucking minute, that's what we wanted to do. And, like, we were super happy. And, like, yeah, it's not conventional. And it was kind of just like an adult fucking prom if you think about it. But, like, <laughs> we were happy. I don't know. We still are. I, I don't know. Yeah. Do, do you like, okay, you like judging happiness in the moment. But, like, yeah. I don't, I, it, but it definitely taught me to maybe think a little more long-term in the future. It definitely taught me the but adverse not, of. Are you legally married? No. And are you. Do, so I guess it's a ceremony of like love, which is also fucking weird because it's like. <laughs> but here's the deal. You're also in an open relationship and you've lived an open relationship life for a while, right? Kind of open. It's complicated. <laughs> but, and this I think is, we decide which days are open. Yeah, you just live in the present, top to bottom. Literally, it, like the minute, down and everything it's bad well, okay we're getting better though can you explain to somebody like me who is completely naive to the relationship anything might be better <laughs> <laughs> dude I, I have my own set of problems yeah more stemmed in loneliness i, okay. I feel like question for you okay, when's the shoot. last time you were lonely all the time really still. yeah absolutely you know you still have those moments with yourself where you're like damn like you know, when people don't understand you on certain things or you miss people that did really understand you on, like, a deeper level or just things, you know what I mean? Like, and I think just in this world, sometimes there's so much going on around you and it's all happening and people love you and, like, they're sucking the fart out of your ass. But in reality, when you sit back down and you're like, how many real people do I really have in my life? You know, like, that can be a very lonely feeling. How many people are around me because of, you know, how it Who benefits them? Yeah. yeah. So how often, do you, how do you, how often do you recalibrate yourself? And have those moments. Um, I, I'm i a really big, like, distraction person, which is really bad. And I'm learning that as that's another thing I might be learning right now is that, like, I I often feel worse when I'm, like, recalibrating, when I'm all alone. I take that time. Don't get me wrong. But I love, like, keeping my friends around me, working to stay busy, making content that makes me laugh, making the best of the moment, like, just distracting myself. It's it's definitely not healthy. Don't do it, kids. <laughs> yeah, but, but see, that's the thing. Like, you, you, it's almost, you crave the distraction. Yeah. Because maybe you don't like being alone. Yeah, I don't. I mean, a part of me is just, like, very easily bored, very ADHD, just like I always want to be, like, super stimulated. I'm very, like, extroverted. Huh. But then there's just a part of me that, like, wants to keep going as fast as I can. But also, like, I don't know, it's a lot of things. I feel like, in this industry, we all have that, like, demon in the back of our head. Like, how long is this going to last for? Like, do everything. Be everywhere. Fucking, you know what I mean? Like, yes. soak it up while you have it. And I'm like, 
the worst for that. Like, I never sleep. I'm crazy. Do you see, like, a ticking clock of your relevancy? I think that's unhealthy. So I try not, like, if I, if I find my mind, like, slipping into that pattern, I try to just be like, that's, you know, that's not what it's about. That's not why you started it. You're passionate about making people smile, even if it's f***ing one person. So, like, at the end of the day, go back to that. And, like, if you're putting out, like, art, you know, if you're putting out things that, yeah. like, you know, whatever art f***ing is in today's millennial generation, even if it's just a comedy <laughs> video, you know, but if... It's a collection of different you're stuff. You're putting out your art, I guess. Who the f*** are we to even say what art is? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm so artsy. Oh. <laughs> So, was, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to anyone listening to this right now. By the way, really beautiful sentiment that you just shared because it is knowing that like joy comes from just bringing happiness to anybody. Yeah, that's like my main source person. of joy, really. Like, it, it which goes, I don't know if that's a good thing. I know it's you know find it within yourself, but like there's nothing that makes me happier than making someone laugh or making someone smile. You know, that's often how I fall in love with people. Literally, just like I love them so much, like making them happy and it dark. <laughs> why don't I feel like you need somebody to fall in love with you like somebody, somebody to woo you <laughs> Me too. somebody to come after you yeah but I'm also f***ed up in the regard that things that are so f***ing easy like I don't always want them I told uh, me too yeah, I like, never want the easiest option. Yeah, like someone throwing themselves in love with you or a big oh. ass challenge like what do you f***ing want <laughs> like yeah. I just uh, so how'd you win over that. Jake what how'd you win over Jake I'm like, did I? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, did you want to? No, I'm just joking. Um, I don't know. Jake and I are really similar. I I don't know if it's a healthy thing, but I think that a lot of our demons are the same. You know, like we both just dealt with a lot of the same things growing up and we deal with a lot of the same insecurities and a lot of the same thoughts and we're just so similar. And I feel like we both like had, had never really met people like in the opposite sex that we were like attracted to that like, we're similar to us. Like, we talk about things and relate to things that I feel like no one else... Like, there are moments where I'm talking to Jake and I'm like, no one else in the world can relate to this the way that you can. What is it? What What are you? What, what can he connect with you on that Noah cannot, that Bella cannot, that I cannot? Okay, whoa. Um, well, I mean, and I, I might connect with them in similar ways, but I feel like Jake and I just, like... In the regard of like our childhoods, like our parents, their their ideals on love and their their concepts of love and the way that their love to us was so conditional and so like on and off or it was like a competition for love. I feel like really fucked mm. uh, me just speaking for the both of us. Sorry, Jake, but I mean like we're married. I can speak for him, right? Um, <laughs> it just fucked up our ideals and concepts of love and the way that we give it. And like, you know what I mean? Just so many things. What's like, your love language? I understand that. I don't smart people, funny people, I guess that's my love language. At the end of the day, if someone makes me laugh, like that's, it's over. Is that what you mean? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And, and how do you how do you choose to express love to Jake? I feel like understanding, like being there, like just in the moments that like no one else can, like being there and just, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's like a weak spot, but like even, I feel like we're both very understanding of the ways that we're both f***ed up. Like, you know what I mean? Like we're both trying to make each other better, like in the ways that we are. Like I've always been very bad at like, I don't know, like timeliness, like being responsible, like understanding, like people waiting on you, understanding those kind of things. Like Jake makes me like a punctual, responsible person, but I feel like I make him like. Responsible in his own way? No, I feel like I make him more emotionally like communicative and like more like, you know, I don't know how to put that into words, but I feel like in in the ways that like I'm yin, he is yang in the ways that. So is this like a forever thing? Because the way you're talking about it right now seems like it's a, it's a good balance. 
Yeah, like, you know, I don't, I mean, it's hard because I think that we both were like, oh my God, let's get married, let's get married, let's get married. And then we got married and it's like, what is married life to us? You know what I mean? And it's different to every couple. Yeah, and like, neither of us are really realistically fit in the place to be married right now. We're just dizzy as f- and like decided to do it, you know? <laughs> and it's like, now it's like figuring out what married life is to us. And like, it's hard. Like, it's fucking really, really hard. And we both kind of came to this stop where we're like, what do we do now, you know? But I think in the regard of you asking if it's forever, like, I'll like always love him forever. I'll always have like a special place in my heart and this time of my life being shared with him forever. And like, if I'm as happy as I am and was in that moment, then fuck yeah, like, let's, let's ride it out, you know? Do you guys live but together? he's also crazy, so what? <laughs> do, you guys, do you guys live together? No. Okay. Um, We just see each other a lot. Jake lives in Calabasas in a house with like 35 f-ing people that all are like have like G7Xs and f-ing like Joby tripods. And like I live with like seven stoners. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like our worlds are very different in that regard. So it's it's more of just like a sleepover meshing of worlds. I could see myself living in the Team 10 house. It's just like I got a house and like a lot of shit I have to deal with right now. And it's kind of like. You have your own business. and Yeah, life. exactly. Like. Up in rooting my whole world into the Team 10 house might not be the solution, which again goes back to me saying, like, how traditional can we be, you know? And I don't know. I don't know. I think you're an untraditional person and you guys are Very. young, so whatever Very. this is, it is to you. Make it- Yeah, exactly, which is weird. I know. It's it's weird explaining it because I think that we're kind of like, yeah, we don't know what the f- we're doing either, you know? And that's called life. Yeah, exactly. Honestly. And like for the the roads that we were given, like and us both being very like impulsive, unconventional people, like it doesn't feel that weird to us. But it like is, I know, to the rest of the world. If you love spending time together and you enjoy each other's relationship. Maybe just don't get married. (laughs) I mean, yeah, but like whatever. I'm kidding. Whatever. I'm kidding. Yeah. I, I mean, 100%. I enjoy the time I spend with Jake unlike anyone else. Today we got lunch and I literally just like the entire time was being like, damn, like. Like, the way I feel right now, like, like the way I'm laughing with you, like, this whole fucking time, like, at everything, just, like, at the fucking paparazzi, like, making jokes <laughs> is, like, my my soul feels full. Like, I would give, like, for an hour of my day to be this, I'd make the rest of my day miserable. Like. So, are you, you go. Well, how much more famous do you feel like you've gotten since the wedding? Because, honestly, before this wedding, I didn't know who you were. And now oh I can't God. go anywhere without hey. seeing your face or hearing your name. That's cool. Um, Love that. Jesus, damn. Yeah, I'm just being I, honest. No, I love it. I love a good, honest f-ing moment. I'm still irrelevant. Let's be f-ing real. This is the nah. Zach Sang show. Like, have Ariana Grande on. Like, I'll go. Um, but <laughs> did sit right there. No, st- I'll stand. Seriously, we can like lice all the f-ing couch. Like, I should not be here. Um, yeah. I mean, Jake and I combining our audiences like did a lot. Like, it, it was crazy. I mean, he has really, really young viewers, and, like, he's also Jake Paul. I feel like the whole world's been watching him for a really long time, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I'm crazy. Combining our viewership was something that ended up, like, working, and, like, that's cool. It was... I don't know. I think we expected people to fuck with it, but, like, not as much as they did, which was a very, like, crazy feeling, and I think that we both bring out a side of each other, too, that makes for our best content, which... Mm-hmm. Is cool. I don't know. And I don't I th- know. I don't know how to answer that. Because <laughs> I'm just saying, because I now see you like front row at Fashion Week. Paparazzi follows you. Yeah, it's weird. That kind of stuff did happen like more and more. Like with Bella, I was getting more introduced, I guess, into like the traditional world, but it was always like her world, you know? And I wanted to be like backseat to that because I'm like, shine, you fucking badass, bitch, you know? Like it was like. You like that. What? Did you like that? Taking the backseat to somebody and allowing them to kind of. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think. 
more so when I love someone and I see them thrive, I'm like, go, go, get it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I'm not going to be like, look at me. Like, that's not, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not like that. And, but now for it to be more like surrounding me in my life is very interesting. It's hard to deal with, but I never want to be that person that's like, fame is so hard. Pray for me like that. Cause like at the end of the day, like I do this, I signed up for it. You know, I don't know. Has there been a moment where you thought maybe it's not worth it? Because watching your stalker story times really scared the living out of me. Yeah. I, I was mean, scared but that was you. like, I mean, second grade. Like he was in my second grade class. So he like, knew you. Yeah. 100%. Like one, like fully like would call my home phone every day in f-ing second grade because you know how they had like the list of like oh my your God, home phone numbers and like we like i i mean i grew up in vegas but like we're in like the same area so like elementary schools all what was it about you that he was just Dude, obsessed with at abs- such a young age I don't, honestly i was just obnoxious i think <laughs> so like maybe i was just like the loudest one like easiest target for him to like and then he would kind of like ghost though for like a year or so and like Pop back up, and you just wonder where is he? Resurface, and he's gonna kill me one day. (laughs) Stop! Stop, Um, Don't bring that back. Um, I don't like that. Yeah, he's never fully gone. He has like social media that I low key like stalk all the time. (laughs) I'm actually scared to say that. That's ironic that I stalk my stalker. Okay, I don't know. Oh my god, that's we're editing that out. Okay, I kind of, I kind of understand. You got to know where he is at all times. You got to keep your eye on him. Yeah, he'd be tweeting. He'd be tweeting some crazy shit. I don't even know what to say. About I need to you? do stalker updates. Everyone thinks because I don't do updates that he's not, like, he doesn't do shit. But I just, I felt like I was at a place where, obviously, I was talking about it because people were very interested. And, like, I felt safer talking about it online. So it was like, if I f***ing die, it's like, yeah, my pe- stalker killed me. <laughs> we know exactly who to go to. Yeah. But then it got to a point where I felt like I was drawing more attention to it and almost, like, inciting him. So I kind of, like, chilled. Yeah, that's, Yeah. Yeah, I, I really want to give you security recommendations and make sure somebody's chilling outside. Please your house. do. You know, I I'm have, not the safest. I'm getting better though. Tana, if you need somebody, I have amazing people to recommend. You're an icon. I mean, truly, I, that. How free, much charity work can Zach Singh do for Tana Mosher? <laughs> to in keep one you day? safe, I would do a lot. Oh, I love you. No, I think you're uh, you're you're, you're you're one of the treasures of our generation, and you've been a treasure of YouTube you're culture. And <laughs> yeah, you're fascinating to me in the best possible ways. You're so great. You are so. From Las, Ve- from Las Vegas and, and, and being in it, I can't even imagine. I mean, I can't imagine because I did it my own way, right? Like turning to a microphone as a friend the same way you've turned to a camera as a friend. Oh, that's cool. Is something very special. It really and, is. And to create a community, I don't know. It's it, weird. It's like these weird little cults everywhere created by these crazy people. I don't know. It's cool. Is there somebody you care about on YouTube? Oh my god, yeah, there's lots of people I care about on YouTube. You mean like YouTubers? Yeah, I mean... I mean, I know I'm just sitting here like every interview I ever do that's in-depth is just sucking the fart out of Shane Dawson's ass because I think he's so one-of-a-kind. Well, he, uh, you know... Like... He's amazing. He's just the goat. I owe everything to him. You know, I always will. I I tried to uh, realize... I tried to convince him the other day and with Rylan. I said, dude, you've changed the way a whole generation watches and perceives a documentary. Oh, absolutely. What a documentary means... To tens of millions of it's kids. It's fucking insane. And his ability to just like reinvent is unlike anything on the platform. Like he's gonna be 80 and doing something that is still just as yeah. interesting to all of us when we're 80. I swear. He's like, and just the way he takes everyone in and like his advice. And like, I remember every piece of advice he's ever given me. He's like so just wise, smart. I don't even know. I'm like at a loss of words. But I love a lot of creators. I love David Dobrik. I think he's like a visionary and a genius. I don't know. What do you learn from Jake in the content creation space? Dude, 
that's one thing that was probably one of the first things that I really noticed myself like falling for Jake is how enamored I was by the way he just dominates his business like in the regard of YouTube like I I felt like I was at a point in my career where I was doing YouTube and I was doing it well enough for me and like the people around me were all just doing it in such different ways you know other YouTubers and that it wasn't like not that it wasn't inspiring to me, but do you know what I mean? It was, I was just kind of watching everyone do YouTube, like, whatever, and then I saw Jake Paul, like, and I was just like, wow, like, like, his grind just doesn't stop the, as hard as he possibly works, the way that he turns everything into, like, content that's, like, unique and, like, the way he's capturing his audience and just how smart he is, like, algorithmically and, like, business-wise. I don't even know. Like, he's always just teaching me, like, new random little things, like, where I'm just like, why don't I know that? Like, you smart he pushes you yeah exactly like he challenges me to be something that i don't think i would have like reached for a long time without him maybe ever that hey and like at the end of the day like you know it's not conventional and we might be up and like Doesn't whatever matter. you want to say but at the end of the day if someone challenges you to be your best self like that is so sick that that's a real relationship Right? Oh my God. Chance real life. <laughs> By the way, like maybe I have crazy standards, but that's like my thing. I'm like, dude, I, I just want to be with somebody who pushes me to be yeah. the best version of me and yeah. I do that for them. Yeah. And I just, and again, I'm bad with distraction and like jumping into things and like whatever. You can pick apart all the mentally unhealthy parts about this sentence, but I'd just been in a relationship where someone was really like dragging me down and to go like, like the drastic like nature of that. You know what I mean? Like the dichotomy to go from like, rock bottom of someone like pulling you away into like your worst self to someone pushing you like skyrocketing to like your best self like that rush is like the most insane feeling in the world and maybe that's you what know? kind of fueled this wedding maybe this idea that like wow somebody's supporting me somebody's pushing me somebody who yeah i consider to be in a relationship is not like pulling me into their dark hole yeah like like who i who i am like when i'm with him i like really love like if that makes sense like when we're thriving like i love that Hannah, do you, you know? I don't know. Do you consider this an open relationship? Like, are you in a relationship with Noah? Um, no, I'm not in a relationship with Noah, but I do love her. She's so dope. She's an and incredible we human. So much in common, and like, which is cool. Um, well, but I, weirdly, I was thinking that when you were sitting here telling me some of your story, you, I, I mean, I know Noah. Yeah. I mean, I, we're friends. She literally was like, you're going to crush Zach saying you're going to love him. Like, blah, blah, blah. She was giving me so much advice. I was like, oh, my God, you f***ing seasoned, bro. She, she's incredible. But she's I do, great. I see the similarities there. Yeah, we're we're really similar. And it's cool because it caught me, like, super off guard. So I was like, damn, I f*** with you. But I like, classifying that, like, I, I literally feel like I just met her. So that's, like, insane to even think about. Um, When did you meet her? Um... When did I formally meet? I mean, I guess I formally met her when she was still dating Zan and like she we definitely like didn't get along over him, which is crazy and hilarious. And now we're both like, what a piece of shit. no offense, Zan. I'm you might have grown from now. Um, but like I don't know. Yeah, we met at the VMA. She was dating him, he was talking to me, she was not happy about it, obviously. Um wow. and then yeah, now we, we just like we bonded over that and like shitty guys in LA and you know. Yeah, does this friendship kind of get fueled by the fact that like you just wanna like stick it to him? Skip in the middle finger? Well, I think that's, like, a, a really unhealthy. Like, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, like, if we were only hanging out, just like, f*** you, like, to him, that would, like, not be it for us. You know what I mean? And I, I, I don't want to ever be, like, a spiteful person. And I feel sorry for Diego. Like, in a lot of the ways that he f***s over girls, I think that, 
<laughs> me just I'm always like, oh, I'm like he can't help it. He's just up in the head. But like, you know, I don't know. So, no, I, I just with her like really we just like resonate in a lot of ways. She's a special person. She's great. I- isn't he having a baby? I thought was he was, it? but I don't think it's. Yeah, happening. I think it was fake. Oh, <laughs> not oh it. Any Uzi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, it's a weird place out there. Wait, what is? I met a fan today that was literally like, "Oh my god, I was f-ing Lil Xan after you." Like, I went to his apartment. <laughs> and I was like, "Girl, dap me up." Oh my god, Eskimo sisters, thanks yeah. for telling me. Yeah, literally. She's like, "Wasn't he such a piece?" Of shit? I was like, "Yeah, let's take a photo." What? <laughs> 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 That was crazy. <laughs> so what is Bella to you? Just friends? Bella? Yes. Yeah, just friends. But we just... Like, you were together. Yeah, our friendship is just, like, special. She's also someone that I feel like gets me in a lot of ways a lot of people don't, you know? And, like, she changed my life just in a way that, like, people always get on me for, like, loving people so much. And, like, I'm that bitch that sits down and I'm like, she doesn't change my life. YouTube saved my life. Bella Thorne changed my life. Jake Paul changed my life. Like, shut the f*** up, Dana. Like, stop falling in love with everything that walks. It's not that. I swear to God. I just, I'm lucky to have met a lot of really special, unique people that really, like, have, like, diversely changed my walk of life and, like, my growth, I guess. But, I mean, yeah, Bella changed my life. I don't think I ever would have moved to L.A. I don't think I would have. I think, because I, I, I was living in Vegas when I met her. Um, wow, that I long went to, ago. And Vegas I like Hefner. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't take the, like, plunge. I, like, I just was back and forth. I didn't want L.A. to change me. I didn't want to be one of those YouTubers that L.A. changes and, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was just kind of, like, doing YouTube in Vegas but not reaching my full potential at all. And Bella really, like, you know, made me want to move out here and do things. And, like, how hardworking she was really put me on the path to, like, you know, she just inspired me in a lot of ways. I don't know. And I love her. I think she's, like, a very, like, forgiving, like, she wanted the best for me. She wanted anything I wanted. She made it happen, you know? Like, I just, I love her. I always will. That's special. Yeah, she's great. Well, she wasn't happy about the marriage at first, wasn't she? Was she? I don't, I don't think she still is. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of people weren't. Um, yeah. I mean, but Bella, one thing I do love about her is she's so protective over me. She is literally like a f***ing Rottweiler. Like if, and I could f***ing make her so mad, and she still just is the most protective person over me. It's so cute. So I think that's just... She's definitely seen Jake be a little hoe in L.A. probably. So she definitely was, like, having my back. But we're okay with that? Are you what? okay with that? Him getting around or hooking up with other people? Like, I, like you just got to define this. Are we open or now? closed? I, I really, I, I hate to put the day-by-day thing on this. <laughs> I really f***ing do because it's just annoying at this point. I can date mark this as of the second if you'd like. Yeah, no. Actually, can you mark the minute? No. Um, But... Yeah, we're both very open people, and, like, literally years ago, I remember Jake and I always having talks about how people don't understand the ways that we're both open, and, like, we're not in a place where monogamy is always easy and, like, whatever. I think as I, like, fall more and more for him, there's a part of me that's, like, damn, like, I want you all to myself, but a part of me also that's, like, like, if he wouldn't be capable of that, would I be, like, setting myself up for some, like, more pain? It's just... It's complicated. It's a fucking mess in the regard of open or closed, but I guess you could say open. Open. Yeah. <laughs> so this is something he alerted you to, but you're not necessarily 100% for, but I understand that because if you're going to make him if you're going to make him conform to something that he doesn't want to do, yeah. That can I actually mean, make the relationship worse. I've been in an open relationship. I mean, I feel like that's what I like I was when I was dating Bella. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? She was dating Maude. I was still like dating other people, but like at the same time I was like, yo, this is my girlfriend, which was like fucking weird. 
But I don't know. I it's I think that I'm just very different with certain people, you know? Like, after Bella, I dated my ex, Brad, and I we were, like, really monogamous. And I kind of realized maybe I don't want to do that. Like, it depends on the relationship for me and the person. And that's totally okay. Yeah, which is also weird. I'm still, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's 20- I'm figuring all of that out kind of as I go and, like, online. I mean, everything sexuality and relationship-wise. I literally, like, my whole life was, like, I'm super straight. And then I had f***ing met Bella and, like, fell in love with her. And was like, oops, guys. Here's my girlfriend. Like, you know, I, I'm just kind of... Living. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And that's okay. Yeah, period. It's totally cool. You just happen to, period. You just happen to do it publicly. Yeah, yeah. Billie Eilish, another person upset with this wedding. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe the most upset. I mean... <laughs> I'd venture to say. I love Billie Eilish with every fiber of my Me being. fucking too. I mean, I watched your video. It was phenomenal. Thank you. How long did it take you to learn that piano uh, rendition? Way too long. <laughs> and with YouTube tutorials, I'm so uncoordinated and not rhythmic at all. It's tragic. But you did it for her? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just needed that content to be different. I needed that video to hit differently. You know? Do you only Swiffer your refrigerator when major celebrities my, and worldwide pop stars unfollow you? Might be the only time I've ever cleaned <laughs> in my entire life. Um, and yes, so um, when Miley unfollows me, guys, stay tuned. You know, the video's going to be great. No, I'm just kidding. Don't put that out um, there into the universe. Yeah, please don't, Miley. <laughs> I can't dig <laughs> it. Were you actually sad? Yeah, 100%. I love Billy. But at the same time, like, I don't think, like, friendship and, like, should ever be defined in a social media follow at all and like billy's constantly rotating her following the moment she followed me i was like you don't have to do that it's f-ing charity work what are you doing you're billy eilish so it, like it didn't really come as like a huge surprise but i still was just like i'm sorry i let you down yeah but she commented on the wedding photo she said f-ing yikes yeah and she, <laughs> she said yikes she dm'd you back yeah she was not she was like i'm not going to the f-ing wedding f-ing no like she was just not about it understandably like so in her regard she was not a fan why do you think people do not like jake paul i mean why do you think people don't like tana mojo i don't know i mean like i I, I mean just like i don't know if i've found somebody who doesn't like you yet you'll find a lot of them i'm sure in the comments of this interview everywhere (laughs) Um, i don't know jake's been really impulsive and definitely made some mistakes but i'm not one to to you know like come for that because like so have i yeah who are you to judge you know exactly i mean and I just very much am like, maybe it's a bad thing. I judge people off of how they are to me and how I see them. And I feel like I see a side of him that a lot of people like don't get to. And I, I don't think he's all that bad, guys. Tell, you know? Bill, tell Billy why, why Jake's great. <laughs> <laughs> Billy's like, I don't f-ing care. Shut up. Um, no, nah, I'm not one to like prove it to people. You know what I mean? Like it, if people support, they do. If they don't, they don't. Like, I, like I've been saying to you this whole interview, I'm just living. Where were you when you wrote the record FaceTime? Like, where in, where in life? Hawaii um, with Maud and Bella. I love Maud's son so much because he is, like, when it comes to writing and, like, encapsulating the way that I feel, he's so good at that. And he's obviously so rhythmic and, like, helps me find the melody and, like, makes the beat and, like, all that kind of stuff. And I was at a point where I was just talking to this guy who, like, wanted to be kind of serious, and he lived in Hawaii, actually. <laughs> that was dizzy. I probably shouldn't have said that. Oops. But, by the way, um, a relationship for you in Hawaii makes total sense. Yeah, totally. So beachy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, damn, I don't want to be serious, 
you know, with anyone, especially you, I'm not, I don't want to fall asleep on FaceTime. And that's where it all stemmed from. And we just kind of wrote that song. I don't want to fall asleep on FaceTime. Yeah. You are not the person that is worthy to have my face asleep against no, my I, phone while your yeah. phone's up against your own. Yeah, more so I just can't do it. Like, I'm going to hang up that FaceTime and, like, go be wild, you know? I don't know. Oh. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. Want, you didn't want to be held back. That's what it's. Yeah. About. Exactly. Exactly. Like one of the lyrics. I'm trying to think. Like I'm too young to be getting in this deep. Like mm. I'm so wet, but you're drowning me. Like you know what I mean. Like all plays on. You know what I mean. Just being like too free to to be tied down by this person who's not worthy of this treacherous long distance in a in a fucking FaceTiming oceany beachy way. I don't know. <laughs> Your vocals on that record are pretty freaking great. Well, you're nice. Stop your sexing. Don't say that to me. Can Do you like, feel stop. like you are a singer? It's weird because it's like I sing, you know? So, like, yes. But I feel more like a writer and a storyteller, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not sitting here like, vocalist of the year, give me a fucking Grammy. Like, that's not <laughs> my MO. But it's fun to sing and it's fun to, to tell your story, you know? And... Music, it's fun to tell your story in books. It's fun to tell your story in YouTube videos. There's just kind of another outlet for me of, like, storytelling. How many story time videos have not made it to YouTube? It's so sad. Hundreds. Like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. I'm actually editing one right now where I just am like, you dizzy bitch. Like, do you want to upload this? Like, I don't know. What, <sighs> what is your criteria... Like, like, why didn't some of these videos make it? I used to be a lot more reckless. Like, I would tell a really reckless story that, like, would be so scandalous and, like, get people in trouble and, like, no filter at all. And now I'm trying to just, like, be better for me, for, you know, everything. You're, and there's a lot of stories up. I have that could get a lot of people in trouble. So now I'm more so, like, or I don't want to be too bad of an example. I'm, I just try to think about it a little more. That's really the bottom line. Which goes back to the beginning of this conversation, which is a part of maturity. And yeah, exactly, an exactly. And like trying to curb my impulsivity and like. By the way, you realize this only post-wedding that you need to slow down. Yeah, even more. Yeah, because I, I really was at a point where I was like, you're so impulsive. You need to fix that in so many ways. But I think what happened is I, I realized probably, like, a year and a half ago, like, damn, like, I'm very impulsive. I need to curb that. And started really curbing that in, like, business and friendships and life decisions. But with love and, like, my heart, I'm still very, like, like, if I just love you, I fucking love you, which is bad. That's I think that curbing my impulsivity on love is, like, a big thing that I'm now learning. That it's not just being impulsive in, like, business and life. And, like, it's also, like relationships and love i want to see some of these story times because one Do you? <laughs> genius concept two yes just because i'm interested in these stories you have a ton yeah I, that's why i'm excited for books though too is like to put out a book of all the up shit i can't even like so are you writing face to face. it yourself yeah i'm writing like three books right now actually which is kind of crazy i love Ooh. to write it really like it all goes back to writing to me holy like storytelling. shit have you done yeah. a podcast no, but I would. I 100% would. My problem with the podcast is Your voice is, like, is great. It's, oh, you're so nice. By the way, yeah. You, you, is I, it? I'm so f***ing nasally and gross right now. It's really nice of you. Um, no, your hearing, voice is great. Zach's saying. I've been uh, hearing it in my headphones. I, I can I can tell uh, tell you with 100% certainty that you have a great voice. You're so nice. It's insane. So much charity. So much make-a-wish is being done. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would do a podcast, but like the thought of being everywhere like, or being somewhere like every Monday. Like I don't know if I'm like responsible enough to have a weekly podcast right now. But you want to be a storyteller. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely will have a podcast at some point. What is your writing process like? Are you working with a ghostwriter? Are you writing it yourself? No, I... Personally, me, I'm not shading anyone. I'm like, none of you mad con kids with books. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just, a ghostwriter's not it for me. I could never let someone write my story for me in the slightest. It's just, and I, but I also love to write. You know, some people don't. That's why they get a ghostwriter. It makes sense. But like, no, I, I mean, one of the books, I think my first book, oh my God, T, is like, gonna just be like my notes app in a book like every time I feel anything in any moment for the last like almost like year and a half two years now about like love fame relationships friendships life I literally yeah. just write down how I feel about it like poetically like in my notes I love and then that. once I get to like 400 notes that I set locked in on like about everyone people I've dated things I've done whatever that's gonna be my first book I think oh my gosh that's I'm a so great excited. idea thank you can you, like, you. give us a peek into your notes app right now? What's the most recent thing you put in there? Uh, the most recent thing I put in there? Yeah. I don't know what the most recent recent is. Um, let me, I'm so scared. Oh, my God. I never share this. I, this is, like, probably my first time talking about it. I'm going to do another book, too, probably just about my childhood, like, life story, like, very cliche. Well, and then probably a funny book because I love Chelsea Handler and, like, her. There's very scattered mm-hmm. stuff about your childhood. Yeah. On the internet. Like, it's not all in one place. Yeah. I've realized that. Where are you going with this? I notes? was looking at my notes to see what it was. What was it? Um, oh, my God. This one, it's it's kind of juicy. I don't even know how I would say it. Basically, I realized I had a love for someone that I didn't know that I had, so I, I started writing about it. But Whoa. You'll have to stay tuned. Is it a friendship love? Is it a love love? What is it? Buy my book now. Oh, my God. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great tease. But uh, I'm so excited. Do you have a date? Um, no. I wish I did 100%. But soon, I, I ideally would like to do it like Christmas time. It's going to be my favorite thing ever wow. that I ever put out. I think it's a great like, idea. I, oh my God. Like, I just remember even seeing Shane like put out his first book. Was it It Gets Worse, I think? Yeah. Well, was his first book? I think he came on the show for that book. Oh, yeah, I it was a long so. time like ago. Like five years ago. Yeah, like I remember like, like how excited I was for him. Just being like, holy f- like you're meant to do this I can't wait to read this I know it's like like you just saw that book and you knew it wasn't ghost written like you knew Shane Dawson fucking wrote that like top to bottom and that's what I want my fans to feel I'm just so excited for that feeling he edits every night all night dude I know with Andrew and they that duo is like it's crazy it's like Shane found someone with that drive like him that comedic timing like that right hand man it's very lucky I hope to find an editor that gets me like that one day do you have one now or no no you do it yourself yeah we were talking about your editing style, <laughs> like everything from putting the words in the right over you oh, yeah. to how precise you cut your sentences. It's so treacherous. I hate editing with everything in me. <laughs> like if someone could enter my brain and edit my videos, I would be the happiest person alive. Like anything bad that happened to me, I'd be like, I don't give a f- I'm not editing. Like literally, I'd be so happy. It's so f- miserable. It would all make it up to the internet. Yeah, absolutely. And like, oh my God, I'd upload daily. Like it's like, the only thing holding me back right now, I feel like work-wise, is editing. I'm trying to find an editor that like matches my. But that's the biggest thing here is like David goes through the same problem. David absolutely can't have an editor. I know it's so true because it's like no one's going to see your content the way you do. Like I can film an hour story time and give it to ten editors and edit it myself, and we'd all edit it eleven completely different ways. Like you know, and I, it's like, have you tried an editor? Yeah, I've tried a lot of them. Like so many, like so many, and it just. I mean, there's some that are good, you know, like a lot of editors are really great at their job, but it 
to me, no matter what, it always comes back like, damn, that could have been better if I did it myself. Not because they're bad, but just because they're not like in my head, like the way I'm going to roast myself with text on the screen is not the way someone else is going to roast me. Like, you know what I mean? It's like 100 percent. Yeah, like, I don't know. And sometimes yeah. it's hard to give somebody notes, too, because then, like, you're kind of just doing it yourself. Exa- and it's like, go back and put this back in that you cut out. It's like, <laughs> it's too much. It's too hard. I don't know. That's something Jake and I talk about a lot, because it's like, he just films and freely sends all this footage to editors, and they crush it and whatever, and he's like, damn, but, like, your content is edited so much better than mine comedically. Like, I wish yeah. I could do that. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm fucking miserable, babe. Like, you know, like, It's a trade-off. Yeah, exactly. I, I need to get to a point where I, I train someone to edit with my brain, like Shane did with Andrew, which is... You just gotta... He's the goat. Um, he yeah. really has laid the groundwork. Period. F***ing period. He is, he's YouTube's dad. He's thank, everyone's daddy. Thank 100%. you, Shane Dawson, for existing. Yeah, and sorry for being your f***ed up kid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you peed on him. I watched that video. Yeah, what yeah. The f- what the Yeah, dude, he, he like... <laughs> you did? Technically, yeah. I didn't like not I pee mean, on him. The title is "I peed on Shane Dawson," not clickbait. Yeah, you wish this was clickbait. Yeah, that's it. So, <laughs> damn, Shane and I. That, but that's what I loved about him, like always, because he, he always pushed the boundaries of what was like gross and f-ed up. You know what I mean? Like getting to like do that with him, like make some crazy fucking clickbaity up weird kid video content was like you know. But also his documentary on it was really fascinating. Dude, straight up, I don't know what I would have ever done in that in that situation at all, like without him. What does the name Michael Weist mean to you? Oh my god, like my heart just sank. Like I can't even, I don't know. I can't even like hear his name. I think without feeling like, like I literally like I want to throw up. Like it just makes me like instantly want to throw up, and I don't think it ever won't. But I mean, like, what do you do with that? Like it's 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 all a learning experience. Like I up and I'll, I'll literally like regret wise I try not to have a lot of regrets but I'll be sorry about that and the way that went for the rest of my life I mean like my fans mean everything to me so like f***ing up at their expense in any way is something that's like so painful for me I guess but I mean it taught me a lot about trusting people trusting people with business impulsivity like spite like so many things about myself and other people and like the the way the industry is like up i don't know there's a lot that that's it's complex from that like can you what is the 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 core cautionary tale that you can share with other influencers because by the way i just saw this this kid michael weiss in the jawline documentary on hulu dude i I just watched that the other night and was like sending voice memos to shane like freaking out man i mean he's out there he's working yeah that's old that was filmed a long time ago um Uh that documentary and those kids in it most of them now have like restraining orders against him too for like oh my god which watching it for me was so jarring in that regard because it was like i know these kids and the stories they told me about michael weiss and they told me so many stories about him obviously that i'm not going to share but like with details that like lined up so much with jawline like you know he'd take us to rodeo he'd like get us massages like he'd do all this and that visual imagery like jarred me i laid in bed afterwards for an hour just like shaking like after watching that just the other day like it's It'll always, like, you know, dark, but hey. But I get it. Um, But that's... Yeah, but I mean, like, I'm I'm also not, like, blaming Michael White. Like, I f***ed up at the end of the day. It's my mistake. My name was on it. My thing, you know? It takes two to tango, but... Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, 
it stemmed from me, I guess. I'll always, like, blame myself. But I guess the tale is, like, the thing to tell other influencers, like you said, is not everyone's on your team. Like, not everyone is here to help you, like, at the end of the day. And, like, it sucks, but you have to be really cautious. You have to, like, read people. You have to. And I'm, I still f*** up with that, you know, because I just want to trust people. I want to give everyone a new chance. I'm also bad about, like, the sense of if a bunch of people are telling me that someone is, like, f- up like i want to figure it out for myself i want to trust them like i you, you know because people them? do that to me what do you want to fix them <laughs> you said do you want to facetime i was like is this a weird <laughs> facetime joke <laughs> no. i always want to fix people i'm always really like that i like a good challenge and i think that i have so much more empathy for people who are like up in the head than you know what i mean yeah the latter you know, and I do. Yeah, I, I'm a fixer and I need to fix that about myself. <laughs> I feel like it's because uh, in your life, a lot of stuff you couldn't fix. But now, mm-hmm. but but in time you found a fix. Yeah, exactly. Unconventional fixes. But yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you go. Question. What Shoot. was your relationship with Mac Miller? Oh, man. Um, I actually met him like after... TanaCon, like around that time and i feel like that for me mentally was the lowest point of like my career i want to say maybe second lowest point in my life obviously i think in the beginning you know like at 15 wanting to like kill myself that was like more intense because i felt like i had no purpose but like that the rock bottom after TanaCon was just unlike anything I've ever like felt in my life. And I just, I wanted to die. Like I, that was the first time in my life where I was reading thousands of people telling me to kill myself online. And I felt like, damn, like would the world be like a better place if I did? And I don't, you know, I, which is dark. Mm -hmm. And then I met him and he, his like zest for life, like his like positivity, the way that like he, could turn any situation into, like, a happy one. He really was, like, a big advocate of turning your pain into art in the same way that, like, I was. And he just, like, the advice he gave me at that time of my life, I think, was very pivotal to me growing up, especially from everything that was happening. You know what I mean? It was, like, I needed that, and I just, like felt like he was this like angel i don't know it was like dropped into my life and i don't know what did he share with you he brought back that happiness for life again he brought back that like like you're gonna pick yourself up and you're gonna keep going and no matter how fucking painful this is like you're gonna make art out of it you're gonna make something beautiful out of it like that's what you're going to do like go continue to kill it like this is this is what you have like all you can do is make the most of it even though you fucked up like he just I don't know. It was just like a dark tunnel, and he like brought the light back to it. Goosebumps. You shared a, a couple of weeks ago, uh, and I grew up like obsessed with him. Like not obsessed in the regard of like, but like obsessed in like his music, his work. Like one of my first concerts was a f-ing Mac Miller concert, and like I loved his music growing up. Like I remember being like in seventh grade, like obsessing over like. And like all be there and like the way he wrote about his mom at such a young age being like wow he's like so wise beyond his years like his words spoke to me far before he ever did so him coming into my life and you know what I mean like it was just a very like full circle thing like it was like damn like and then a few weeks ago you you, you feel like you stumbled upon a white grand piano dude dude that was weird as fuck. I 
I feel like I get signs from him all the time. I like literally like not one. And I don't like I don't I don't know. I don't want to like make it about me because it's not at all. But I'm just saying like there's not a second that like goes by that I don't think about him like pretty much every second of every day. I'm like thinking about him and missing him and it's just hard. It's It always will be. But it's like there are certain days where I feel like there are things that like, you know, like like keep you going through it or like signs. I don't even know. It was weird. I knew the seventh was going to be like a really hard day for me just because it had like been a year and I kind of was like spending the two weeks up until that point like I don't know just anxiety freaking out over like whatever and it's almost like when it happened like I just felt like you know like I don't know like a presence like a like I you can't be sad about this like just it was almost like a reassuring reminder like I wouldn't want you to be sad today and then yeah my like my favorite thing about like going to his house or being around him was like his big white grand piano and like just like him playing it like I can just hear it I'll always hear it and like whatever like I don't know that sound sitting there watching him do it he loved it so much it was like his outlet in a way and then I was in New York and my friend was like yo come to this thing whatever it was something I didn't even want to leave I was gonna stay in all day and everyone was just like no just go out like whatever blah 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 and like again distraction that's who I am whatever me thinking I could be distracted from it or run from it at all and like I show up to the <laughs> rooftop and it's just this kid like beautifully playing this white grand piano like overlooking New York and it's I remember going to the VMAs last year like so excited because he was being like you're gonna crush it like you know what I mean like it's gonna be so fun so like a year later being back in New York for the VMAs like wishing he could be there like being led to that moment was like damn like I hope you can see like what you've done for me I don't know I'll shut up I no I think uh I think he definitely can see it. I mean, I hope so. I don't know. I just want to make him proud. I don't know. After that meeting with him, do you start creating again? Do you turn this sadness and this... Um, I mean, a while. It was a lot of, like, I don't know, like, his advice, other people's advice, talking to the people around me, including him. You know what I mean? That, like, it took me a while. It was, like, because I didn't know what to come back with. I just felt, like, so like sorry you know what I mean and like all I wanted to do was like make the people that love me proud and like actually grow so it was like definitely a lot of like sitting back and being like get back to why you like fell in love with this and like making YouTube videos and like whatever you know do you feel like you've made them proud now do you feel like you've made up for it that's a hard question with me I, it just resonates hard because it's like I'll never not feel sorry for it so I never want to be now I made them proud and I'm fine and I did because I'll always feel like wrong about TanaCon you know I hope that I've done things since that make my fans see that I've grown you know what I mean and, and she- see that I grew up from it and like make them laugh and make them proud and that they can see the way that I've grown from Tana at 15 to Tana at f***ing 17 to Tana doing TanaCon and f***ing up and hitting rock bottom to like Hitting rock bottom again, and you like shared your whole life. Exactly. Like I hope that they see that I've that I've grown a lot, but I'm also still growing. I don't f- know. How many times have you been arrested? I'm like define arrested. Um, <laughs> By the way, I love I, I, I love the that. dichotomy of that. Like love that. That is my whole YouTube channel. Like this is f- up, but also ha. Um, <laughs> um, define arrested. I don't know. Handcuffs around your wrist. Oh, then definitely like. I don't know, like, (laughs) growing up, I've just, maybe, like, in handcuffs, probably, like, three, four, 
I definitely got in trouble stealing as a kid from like malls with my friends, pulled over on a drive to Vegas. There's a story time about that with a lot of drugs in the car. Was not it. Bad moment. Bad story. Um, Coachella underage drinking. That one was like actually scary. Like police, like hard handcuffs, like fingerprints, like eyes, like really, mugshot. really mm. for underage drinking at Coachella. Yeah, like minor in consumption, minor in possession, like. They just wanted my fucking judicial court money and to like bring me back to Palm Springs six months later to fucking testify. That was crazy. Yeah. Now I like to think I'm like smarter and better. Like hopefully I'll never get arrested again, but also like jump cut to my mugshot in six months. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I'm a little nervous that you just manifested that happening. Dude, I know. I'd be making dark jokes about it and then Dude. it just happens. It's bad, but... This is a manifestation zone. There has been YouTubers on this couch talking about the precautions they do and take to not get arrested, and then literally a couple months later really? they get arrested. Sam Who? and Colby. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, you know what's funny is when Sam and Colby got arrested, I think Colby hit me up. I was just like, what do you do when you get arrested? Like, what do you do on YouTube? Like, I remember they, like, came to me for, like, getting arrested advice, and I was like, bro, what do, like, what do I do? I don't know. Don't get arrested. Like, I'm YouTube's, like, poster bad child. Oh, man. That is so funny. That's terrible, right? We only, there's only one person to call once you get arrested on YouTube. And when you're calling Tana Mojo for advice, like, that's when you know you hit rock bottom. Is Mojo your real last name? It's like Paul now, but no, um, no, yes, no, it is. No, no, I don't, like, is that how you pronounce it? Yo, yes, yes. I know it's, it literally is like someone just banged their face on a keyboard. I really should have had, like, my middle name's Marie. Like, I could have just got my, like, Tana Marie and, like, been so cute. Not like, too basic. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, but like in hindsight, like it's not it. That was actually something I was more excited about getting married is having this like four letter fucking easy ass last name. Like, come for me, I'm Tana Paul now. But no one seems to like the name Tana Paul, so I guess I'm Tana Mojo still. I like Mojo. It's you, it's your me brand. T. Big uh, T. Are we going to release more music? Definitely. I actually have a song, I think, coming out really soon that I wrote about Jake. Whoa. And I'm excited. Yeah. Is it like a real record or is this one of those diss tracks? No, it's a real record. It's funny because I, I wanted to make It's Every Day Ho really bad because like he did It's Every Day Bro. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to do this like ho anthem where I just like shaded everyone like rapper Tana's back in full effect. No f***s given like Team 10 house with a hundred f***ing bitches everywhere like. <laughs> It's everyday ho. Like, it would have been so funny, but it sucks because, like, if I put out something like that, then if I put out, like, a serious love song that I wrote about Jake, like, f***ing crying, like, six weeks later, people are going to be like, but I guess Confusion's my brand. I really could do both. Who knows? I don't know. Is, I don't know. Stay tuned. <laughs> is there a difference between Tana on camera and Tana off camera? I... The only difference I would say is people are very surprised at how chill I can be in the regard that I'm always very wild on camera. So when people just see me like smoking a blunt, like shutting the f*** up, they're like, who is she? <laughs> but like other than that, not really. No, I think you kind of like completely get what you see online. I couldn't like doing both would be really exhausting. I see a lot of YouTubers that really like that's something a lot of YouTubers like come to me about like the beauty gurus. They're like, how do I just like. How do I just, like, smoke a blunt online and not give a f like you, like, teach me? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I just, I always think to myself, like, damn, go you that you can, like, maintain this whole brand and, like, be raunchy off camera. But, like, 
I would just get caught slipping. Like, I just, I can't keep things a secret. Like, my mouth is too big. You either need to be yourself or not at all. Yeah, like, imagine if I had this clean-ass brand and then I got arrested for underage drinking at Coachella and everyone was like, we hate you, you're canceled. Like, you know, like, (laughs) I couldn't keep it a secret. I'm like, mugshot merch. Like, you know, (laughs) I don't know. Like, are you online culture or is online culture you? (laughs) Like, I don't, do you got, does that make sense? Like, you know, is that my new Twitter bio? Like, what comes first? I, the Tana or the meme? Like, I don't f-ing know. I I don't know. I don't know. That's hard. I'm like a walking, living meme, but I don't know if it's a good thing. <laughs> like, I... Oof. Your kangaroo hat yeah. is solid right oh now. Oh, my God. I know. I don't know why I'm wearing this hat. My stylist is just like, pet it on. It's cute. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. Man, how good was that billboard, though? Yo! I... <laughs> that billboard... Which one are you talking about? I'm talking Me? about like yeah, bent the one, over on, yeah, the one on Sunset. Okay, I was supposed to have that billboard for two weeks. It never went down. It's it literally like it just went away. And like I was literally driving past that at one point. Like, how long am I gonna be like in doggy style above a McDonald's <laughs> across the street from like hide on Sunset before someone buys out this billboard? It was kind of crazy for sure. Yeah, but that was fun. Billboards are fun. Yeah. <laughs> Jake and I really wanted to get one. Like just married. I'm like bent over. It would have it would have been so it. That, <laughs> that's funny. I'm I mean, terrible. I mean when you see this giant billboard and then I'm watching your video and I, I, I heard your dad in twenty seventeen refer to you as a no talent girl. Oh yeah. Do I'm you, like still does, I'm sure. Well, do you feel like you're still that chick? I think that digital media is defining a new wave of traditional talent, if that makes sense. I don't know how to put that in, like, another. But, like, in the regard of, I feel like, 10 years ago, five years ago even, you know what I mean? Like, talent was, like, you're a singer, you're an actress, you play sports, you, like, box, 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 box. And now it's, like, these people are just, like, making their own lane. They're paving their own way. Like, it's, they're blurring the lines of what traditional talent is. People are talented in so many ways and I think that that's what's cool about the internet is it shows how diverse people are in all the ways totally you know anything's a talent like you're an incredibly talented interviewer you could I guess you could say the things I do are talented but I'm not one to be yes. like I mean my Instagram bio is not bad for a five with no talent you know like I, I'm not sitting here claiming I'm like massively talented but I don't know it's different but yeah you, what you're saying is a hundred percent accurate it's giving everybody the opportunity to redefine what it means to be talented. And I think yeah. talent is being a friend to everybody through a camera lens. Talent yeah. is showcasing their entire lives in every aspect of it, no matter what it is, good or bad. Yeah. That's I think the gift. resilience of, like, online in general, you know what I mean? Like, you know, all of us, that even you, me, everyone who does this online, like, we're all resilient to an extent. Mm-hmm. Because it's like so many people would get that one comment saying, like, can never turn the camera on again, you dumb and like wouldn't you know and that's the test isn't like it? that's yeah like it's it's testing you in a lot of ways which i think is like a talent i don't know i'll shut up and the other thing too is you know youtube and the internet has given the opportunity for some of these influencers to redefine traditional media in an online sense right Dude, yeah. shane in these documentaries i'm telling you yeah kids are not gonna be able to watch documentaries unless they're done the way shane dawson does I the documentary i agree and it's like don't you feel like millennials' attention spans are getting, like, just shorter yes. and shorter and shorter? Like, the Vine era, David Dobrik's mm. vlogs, those cuts, like, whatever. Like, for Shane to find a way to mesh the millennial almost, like, attention span and the way we focus on things and what we pay attention to with a long, t- like, documentary piece of content together is exactly what I mean 
by him pivoting, like reinventing, redefining. Yeah. Like, and, and he shares know. himself in these documentaries. It's like exactly. It's, it's as much him as it is the subject. I, I'm enamored by it. So am I. Because, like you were literally. I'm just like yes. I'm like stan Twitter right now. Like I would literally be like at Shane's foot if it wasn't like <laughs> Tana Mojo. Like fuck, I worship him. I, he's yeah, really amazing. It, yeah, interesting thoughts there because very few people sum it up that way. You know, yeah. really, truly, he's, dude, he's great. What else are you thinking, Daniel? Are you wearing your wedding ring? No, actually, I probably should be. I just suck. Like, I have a broken nail, like no jewelry. I'm bad. The wedding ring scared me. Like at first, we just had like this dizzy little fucking random engagement one because like Jake proposed with a ring pop. First of all, like it was never. I don't even know if a ring was in our plans originally, and then I got one. I don't even know how I got that one. My stylist of this team, some something. And then the wedding day, he gave me this like three hundred thousand dollar, like beautiful fucking ring, and I was like. It's cool, I'll wear it, but, like, also, I really want to give it back to you and your fancy team of 19 people that you have hired to watch it. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't fucking know. Like, a part of me is like, okay, yes, I'm going to wear it. Like, yes. I'm just taking it day by day with that. My biggest thing with all of the nice things that Jake gets me is, like, what happens when I lose it and have to pay for it? Because I don't want to do that. Yeah, so- and I'm not materialistic. I don't really define my love and, like... Like, it's so dope, the that he does, and I love the Daddy's Rich jokes. I'm like, Daddy's Rich merch is out now. Um, I, th- they're fun, <laughs> you know? Them. But at the same time, like, that's not... Like, Jake could bring me an iced coffee, and I'd freak out the same way over a $300,000 ring. Yeah, because so you're like, rich. What? You're rich. <laughs> you don't need somebody else's money. I guess that's true. I'm like, define rich. I just gave my third leg to the government. The IRS is insane. Taxes are insane. Yeah. Um, but... <laughs> yeah, it is. Uncle Sam will always find you. But you're right. I don't I don't ever want to be, like, reliant on someone else's money. I saw that a lot with, like, my mom growing up. My dad kind of, like, trapping my mom in that way. So, like, as much as I make jokes about Jake, like, taking care of me, I never want to be that girl who's, like, gold digging and actually reliant on, like, a man's money. I like that boss bitch get to your bag mm-hmm. energy. I want to, you know, deep down I might make jokes, but I want to motivate the young people that watch me to go get what they want and not rely on anyone else. And, you Hell know, yeah. their bag. You've been self-sufficient for a very long time. Wow, thank you. That's a very nice thing to say. Yeah, it's weird. It was kind of like sink or swim for me, and I knew I didn't want to be traditional. So finding a way to be self-sufficient in a way that isn't like traditional people was, you know, a challenge. We've covered a lot here, Dan yeah. Mojo. Yeah. I know Dan has more thoughts. No, I just feel like, do you think it's crazy that, like, this interview is probably going to get a lot more views than some of, like, the musicians we have in here? Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I hate that. Why? Like, there's so, just so many, like, talented, I don't know, but I'm a very self-deprecating person. It's hard for me to, like, give myself credit. Like, I love my fans. I have such engaged, insane, awesome fans that, like, care so much about the tiny little details of my life and, like, all this bull that I've had to say for the last hour, so it's nuts. <laughs> but, like, at the same time, there's so many talented people that are so slept on that I'm like, like, give them those views, not me. It's just weird. It's The internet's it's weird, mm-hmm. for sure. That's, a, that's an interesting thought, for sure. <laughs> when will Jake Paul unblock me from Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> ah! No way. I have his Twitter. I'll unblock you, first of all. Um, but second of all, why the f*** did he block you? That is um, so not it. Jake, honey, baby, what are you f***ing doing? I don't think he likes me. Yeah, but I know That's, Logan long time. Long- no one can dislike <laughs> I, I you. You're Zach saying. I've known Logan a long time. I don't believe that. Why do you think this? 
Um, I'm switching the interview. Well, so I did call him an online bully at one point in time, but it was... Maybe he was being an online bully. He definitely was being an online bully. He was tweeting something like maybe a year and a half ago about like, don't be an online bully. And I'm like, hey man, you're kind of an online bully. And then he blocked me. Wow. I'm not a blocker. I don't think I've blocked like anyone ever. So... When people block people, I'm like, that's just not it. Like, debate about it. Like, go back and forth. I like, mean, at least Jacob Satori started, like, sending me d- direct messages, like, insulting me backhanded. Oh, my God. Have you ever had him on the show? He hates me. No, he won't Why do here. people hate you? <laughs> there, no, by You're the way, so it. I just want to be clear with you. There's two people who hate me. Jake Paul Sartorius. and Jacob Sartorius. I'm okay. okay. That's kind of f***ing hilarious. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie at all. Yeah, I don't know. I can't say I claim every little thing Jake does, but I'm sure he doesn't claim every little thing I do. So, you know, here we are. You know, I've known Logan a long time. He used to come on the show. He doesn't anymore, but he used to. Hello, Logan. Come promote your f***ing boxing or whatever. Yeah, it's been six and a half. How long has it been? Six and a half, seven years since he's been on the show. Yeah, it's been about six years. That would be a legendary interview. You just ask such good questions. You are literally one of the greatest interviewers of our f***ing generation. Like, Thanks. The the way like you keep a conversation going with like a toaster like you know you could do it with anything it's it's so impressive yeah, but that it makes, would be amazing it makes it much easier when people like you are, are down to share and uh, I, thank you it means Stop. a lot you're oh my god you're just it snaps for Zach saying uh, thank you um, what were you about to say well I say you've said the word impulsive a thousand times I feel like you're here to promote Logan's podcast dude I know <laughs> every time I say impulsive now which is a lot because I'm impulsive I'm like <laughs> impulsive like <laughs> it's so- annoying i appreciate him and mike are wild on that show they were literally just saying like if tanner wasn't famous would she be a prostitute what do you think about that bro and i was like oh my god i hate you guys i mean that that's like <laughs> come on really <laughs> yeah they're that's so dizzy that's where we're gonna go with this yeah they're so they're just such dizzy like bros but like i love logan at the end of the day i think it's like he's funny at what he does online and i'm not one to ever get offended over a joke i guess you know <laughs> you have tough skin yeah true by the way, I don't know if they have the biggest podcast in the world, but they say it's the biggest podcast in yeah, the world. Every time they say it, I'm like, what are like views with like David Dobrik and Jess Anash? Like, I think that's doing. No, yeah, I'm I, I, no, I just want. My shading, Logan Paul. I'm not meaning to, Logan. I love you. <laughs> I just want hard stats, okay? Right, period. Me. I'm like, what is the number one podcast in the world? I don't know. If it makes you feel any better, well, David Dobrik, I don't know if he likes me. I don't think he likes me. You are so funny with, like, thinking f***ing everyone hates you. Like, I don't understand how anyone can hate you, first of all. Oh, Why? Do you think because, like, you had Trisha on and, like, she was talking about it? Do you think it's, like, a recent thing? Or no, I think he hated me before then. I've always... He won't come on the show. Um, I don't think David hates anyone, though. People always come to me about that. They're like, does David hate me? I'm like, no, does David hate me? He's just really caught up in his work, and I he's an artist. And yeah. I've watched him shoot these f***ing vlogs, and when he it's goes insane. into editing, yeah, it's, it's yeah. this... He's, like, giant puppet master. Yeah. And what he's orchestrating is really remarkable and stellar entertainment and yeah. quality art. His ability Big to, like... fan. Don't get me wrong. I think everyone in the vlogs is stellar, like, in their own way. They're all f***ing superstars, but, like, he could, if he had to, make... Anyone a superstar. That's it. He can make a fucking blender a superstar. He brings it out. Yeah, absolutely. Is there a vlog squad member you enjoy? Is there a vlog squad member you think should be canceled? Do you have your own vlog squad? What the f***? You have oh my friends? god! I just want to be a part of the vlog squad. That's it's the it's the end goal. You know, Shut I want up. David to buy me a car, and I just want to be a regular f***ing vlog squad member like Jeff, like you know, f***ing <laughs> Carly and Aaron. Like it's so it. No, um, I love every vlog squad member. They're all. That's one thing that's cool is because they're they're all actually friends and like from David's hometown and like so they're all very genuine. But like, people do run the risk of being caught in a Twitter uh, Twitter update and 
Yeah, I guess that's true. I just guess Being, I mean like their bond is all very genuine and like what you see in the vlogs is so real. And I think the thing that I respect the most in people and creators is when they're raw and when they're real, no matter how it is. So like they're all super dope in their own ways. Yeah, I f*** with all of the Vlog Squad members. There's not one that like I'm like, oh. But don't you have your own? Like you and your crew. In a way, yeah. As much as I just want to be this little fucking Vlog Squad member, my friends are amazing. And Tana Turn 21, shooting that with MTV was like very cool because I got to like show to the world. I don't know like how special I think my friends are. Like let them see that. In a lot of ways, and just in general. You have I good friends. friends. They're amazing. I, they're My friends really are like my family. Like, you know what I mean? I'm very much a firm believer in, like, blood isn't always, you know, thicker than water or whatever the f***ing phrase is. Like, I, you can make your own family. You know what I mean? And that's what my, my best friends really are for me. Like, Amari and Ashley, I would, like, die for. They're your family. But 100%. with these people, do you have to have a guard up? Because there's still the potential of being used. I have the most immense, insane guard up, and I always think it's, like, as high as possible, and then it's, someone's always f***ing me over left and right. And off camera, I know, Tana, not crying about something shocking. Um, but I have a really crazy guard up. I don't really trust anyone, and even when I do, it's, like, I've been fucked over too many times. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's never, like, fully. But Amari and Ashley are kind of the exceptions. I look at them, and I'm like... Like, if they f***ed me over, I, I, I wouldn't even know how to deal with the heartbreak. Like, I, I see myself, like, being buried beside them. You know? I don't know. What's been the hardest part of this whole journey? The hardest part of this whole journey? Um, I don't know. That's hard. Realizing, like, most people won't ever really, like, understand you in a lot of ways and kind of finding people that you have that, like, Jordan always says, like, cosmic. You know what I mean? Like... That, like, I can look at you and you know what I'm thinking, connection. Like, weeding out those people, that's hard. Because it's a world of so many people pretending to be your friend, pretending to think you're funny, being yes people, trying to use you. Like, just so much dark I guess, like, finding the light, like, in all of it is the hardest part? Question mark? I don't f***ing know. Beautifully said. Well, she's artsy. (laughs) I love you. Tana Mojo? You're way too nice to me, Zach saying. I love you. Uh, I love you. You're really, a, you're really a great person. You're a f-ing icon. You know, Shane told me you were going to be a special person. I'm here for it. I'm going to cry the whole car ride home. I can't Shut handle up. it. I'm serious. Are you going to Life like, is Beautiful? I am, actually. And I am... Fashion Week was, like... And the VMAs in New York was so dizzy for me. Dizzy's my word right now. Just... Are we going to make this into something? Is there a merch item for it yet? I don't know. There probably should be, but, like, Dizzy's just, it's it encapsulates everything right now for me. Like, just a slightly negative connotation, but just, like, dizzy. dizzy. Like, life is beautiful is about to be f***ing dizzy. Yeah. Like, I don't want to experience dizzy. Like, what is, what I, I like, I want to know, but I don't want to like, know. Like, you know, just when you have a drunk night and you make a few questionable decisions, like, you were f***ing dizzy. You know what I mean? Like, wow. I... It fits anything, though. Like, do if we, someone has an outfit I don't like, I'm like, damn, their outfit's kind of dizzy. Like, just anything. Do we vlog these dizzy nights, or is there, like, no camera moments? Oh, my God. I'm bad about that. Like, I'm I'm really bad about that. Like, I've, I I want to vlog everything. I'm, like, I could never go on a vacation, and, like, the whole time if I'm not vlogging, like, I'm so guilty. Like, I just want to make everything content. It's almost, like, bad. Well, you know, that's something David suffers from, too. Like, Yeah, we talk about that a lot, kind of. I think he has, like, phantom camera syndrome, where, like, his yeah. hand will just be in camera position the whole time, but there won't be a camera in his hand. Dude, it's so me. It's like, I just want to document everything online, and it's so, I'm so addicted to my phone. I'm so addicted to vlogging. It's... It's bad. It's actually really bad, and I need to, like, draw a line, but it's just, like, 
I'm in this place where people like care about my life. And while it's so crazy, I want to document every aspect. And like, I never thought I'd be traveling the world like this. I never thought I'd be hanging out with my idols. I never thought I'd be like, I never thought I'd have everything at my fingertips. And it's like, I I guess I want to share it in a way for like the people like me that think that they can't like get there. You know what I mean? They think that it's un- unobtainable. It's away. Yeah, exactly. Cause like I, I was just a regular girl, like talking to my an iPhone four about like my day. And like, here I am now it's weird. And I want to show people that even though it's like seems far away, it isn't, you know, but I definitely get addicted to that, to the content, to putting it all out there. What do you know. represent Tana Mojo? Wow. Uh, being yourself, telling your story, I guess. At the end of the day, like, you know, no matter how f-ed up we all are, just being confident in who you are, growing as a person from the things that you you go through, that we're all just kind of like living life and like, that's okay. Like not everything has to have a box or a rhyme or a reason or be perfectly right. I don't know. On that note, <laughs> I say thank you. Tana Mojo, everybody. I love you. Love you. You're crazy. I can't believe I just went on your show. I'm going to seize about this for the rest of my life. You guys are great. Thanks for dealing with me. You're amazing. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.